This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Creators Outlet with our special guests. First timer, Dojo Cool. Welcome, brother. Fresh from a beat down of uh, B Rose, I understand. In, uh, <laughs> our, uh, it's my hobby. Bro from uh, <laughs> Studio, creator of Cobalt. What's going on? Thanks for having me back again. Hey, anytime. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of MetaHuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now so uh let's let's start with brian why don't you give us uh your uh origin story into comics Oh, my origin story. Okay, so uh, way back when, as we were going to Florida, I stopped at a 7-Eleven to get some snacks, and that was the first time I'd seen the comic books. So Dad said, hey, why don't you grab a couple? And, the, you know, that was at age of seven, so it's been nearly 50 years now. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the, that started the love of comics. Um, in about 1999, I stopped collecting altogether. 
And that lasted for about 14 years till I just couldn't take it anymore and had to get back into it. But what I did is I selected uh, three characters to collect after that. And um, even then the, the writing was like, just not up to, up to snuff in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for alternatives and decided, you know what? I think I can do this. So I, I wrote a script for Marvel Comics and discovered that they really don't want you to submit a script. They want you to go get published and they'll find you. So I worked for a couple of uh, comic book companies. They were very small press and then started my own uh, about six years ago, Dojo Kun Comics. And the rest is history. That's right. We're making history now. <laughs> and uh, you've done something on the uh, on the smarter end where uh, you actually have your own website. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, I've been publishing for, like I said, six years now. I've got 12 comics that I published uh, on my own dime before I discovered crowdfunding. And then I came to the crowdfunding uh, around... Well, I learned about YouTube channels and crowdfunding as a as a fan in October of 2020. And then it wasn't until around um, mid-2021 that I uh, dipped my toe in the crowdfunding arena and I crowdfunded Siamese, which is a four-issue miniseries that I had previously published that I brought together as a trade paperback. And there was a, there was a hardcover you put out, too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, that was like a limited edition tier. There was only fifty of those available. I, I saw the I saw those hardcovers. They were gorgeous. Yes, thank you. Yeah, the the uh, the art on that, the art and colors were done by the Barton brothers, Clayton and Corey. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of fun because a lot of the characters on that cover were females. So. <laughs> oh, and there's the soft cover right there. Oh. Looks like I have a backer on the screen. <laughs> oh, you know it. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a fun read. I loved it. I loved how thick it was, too. It was like having multiple mini stories taking place in one thick one, man. And I love it. Breathtaker's beautiful. Siamese, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Cobalt get with them on one night or something. But you know how it goes. <laughs> well, thanks for being a background, and I'm, I'm glad to hear the feedback, too. Oh, yeah. It was definitely fun, yeah. And uh, Bionic Bro, who... Uh... I interact with on a daily basis from all the stupid <laughs> stuff I post. Yeah, I like it though. I agree with half of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that that must be the that must be the half that the the fact checkers are always telling me. It's yes, partially, yes. partially. Those, yes, let's yeah. silence the <laughs> fact checkers, which means mostly true. But uh, <laughs> yeah. why don't you let everybody know about how you got started in uh, in the game? Oh, I got started late when I was um, probably uh, a junior in high school. So I was like, I would watch all the cartoons and animated shows like, you know, Justice League, Batman, the animated series, Ninja Turtles, you know, stuff like that. But uh, comic books didn't actually come along until I got into high school. And um, it was a normie basically just hanging out with a bunch of real nerds that knew everything. And I don't mean it as like, a, you know, this or whatnot. Like it was just, you know, who knew the real inside stories with comics. And so I started like telling about the shows and everything and how much I enjoyed Smallville with uh, the the character of Clark Kent growing up. And, you know, just kind of like given all these little instances of him interacting with these big name characters before he became Superman. And like, nah, dude, get off that shit. You need to real, read real comics. And I was like, I don't have any, man. So. 
they gave me a few to look at and whatnot. You know, Green Lantern, uh, Superman, of course. And so oh, the first few were free. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I started reading them and everything. And I really loved the art, the colors, the story. The characters acted way more uh, confident than they did in the shows. And there wasn't really a lot of backdoor lying and silence going on like they do in these like little teenage shows where everybody can't talk and be honest with each other. And I was just like, this is way much better. And uh, so I started collecting one line of comics, which because I was so familiar with the Bat family growing up on the animated series. I was like, I like Robin. Dick Grayson's cool. So I started following Nightwing. And, you know, so I started collecting him. And uh, then that turned over into getting into the new 52 uh, Green Lanterns and Supermans and a few others. I've, I've got the... Uh, first volume of TMNT from IDW and I just started collecting those and then the indie scene didn't come in until 2018 after I had already gone through college and everything and um, I had an accident take place in 2013 which made me an amputee got with a bunch of buddies who were amputees also and went down to San Diego comic-con and uh, chatted a little bit about you know if we had superheroes or not and I had this watered down, muddied idea for uh, Cobalt. And they're like, we're going to get you in touch with somebody that we know because he creates comics, too. And so we did. And uh, the rest is history. I fell in love with the uh, uh, collaboration with artists. I fell in love with writing the story. And I just wanted to continue. And that's how I came out with Cobalt and Lance Thrashing. And now we're on the sequel, uh, Death Stalks Us. And here we are. Yeah. And you guys have a uh, have a crossover where... If- Anybody backs a physical tier of each of your campaigns, they get a an exclusive print, right? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. You want to tell them about it? Sure. So uh, if you back both of us at a physical level, you'll be getting a printed uh, comic-sized print of uh, a collaboration where Cobalt and uh, the Shifter, uh, Naya, are on the, on the forefront of the picture. And then in the backdrop you will see a poster of 15, 15 different characters from CG characters all within the indie uh, community. So you'll be seeing uh, – do we want to show it off, Dojo? Yeah, we can. I actually have it on my campaign page now. So um, I sent you the yes. link in the uh, private chat. Okay. Yeah. Or, or would you prefer me to share my screen? Oh, you can do either way. I've got it. Okay. Yeah, if you want to bring that up, I do have it on my uh, campaign page. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta put it at the button. I haven't gotten to that yet. I, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, so uh, the art's done by Shelby Robertson. I forgot who colored it. Who colored it again? Oh, um, it was Irene Krieger. Irene Krieger. Okay, and uh, there it is, right there. It is absolutely beautiful. So, so there's an uh, homage print. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's there's 22 different characters on here, 15 different creators. And um, mm. because we thought a lot of them would be obscured by Cobalt and Naya, uh, he, he actually drew it such that fewer of them were obscured than we expected. So that that's kind of nice. But you can see we've got uh, up in the upper left corner, we've got Ella from The Lucent. Uh, we've got Black Flag, two, two pictures below her from Dan Fraga. So we've got a lot of folks who were, um, were excited to get their 
characters on this poster. Uh, this is an homage, of course, to X-Men number 141, the first issue mm -hmm. of Days of Future Past. And, uh, you know, Cobalt is in Wolverine's place, Nia's in Kate Pride's place. And then uh, rather than have the characters with the word apprehended or slain across their faces, we figured we, we just won't put anything across their faces, but we will have the word wanted across the top there to show that, you know, somebody somebody wants all of these characters. And of course, what we really mean subliminally is you want to back all of those comic books and oh, make yeah. sure that you've got those in your collection. Well, I looked at it and like the, the first one that I recognize is I, I see Area Black's uh, tail is. Yep, that's right. I see we, I see the embrace. I, I definitely yeah. spot Siamese because it's the only twins there. Right. <laughs> just so and, do you want me to go through each of them so that we show who the, who's represented? Yeah, just okay. shout out everybody. Starting at the top left, then we'll go from uh, left to right. We've got Ella from the Lucent. We've got Reaper Destroyer. We have Strees from Type 1. We have The Boss from Company Men, Dead, White, and Blue. The Embrace. Ragetality. Perfect 10. Monstro from Downcast, Mandog from 656, Kurito from Mavericks, Black Flag, Aerith from Aerith Saga, The Ghost from The Replicator, Naya from The Shifter, which we'll be talking about tonight, The Saint from uh, Cerebrum, which just launched the other night. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got Canadian Shield, Siamese, then Cobalt, Talus, like you said, from The Adventures of Talus in Outer Space. The two that you can barely see there are two of my characters. The bottom left there is Star Step, and then sort of hidden by Naya is Breathtaker. And then we've got Krishna Kid from uh, Kami Mark, and then Dr. Primordial is, also, Primordial is also one of my characters. Nice. So now somebody that's crazy like me uh, might get this and, and write to each creator and be like, if I send you that print, would you sign it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Because, I mean, that's just cool looking. I mean, I, you said homage, and I was scroll, I was still scrolling down the campaign. I'm like, <laughs> oh, X-Men cover. <laughs> right. I had that. So you guys are actually working on opposite platforms, too. Dojo, you're over on Kickstarter, and... Uh, no, sir. You're not? Nope. No. Did I, oh, you're both over there. What yeah. I'm, I must for kicks, I'm, I'm sort of anti-Kickstarter because they are, in my opinion, culpable in fraudulent activity. When okay. um, somebody... Well, no. What I mean by that is somebody had cloned Vinny Tartamella's Shadow of the Kraken and posted it on Kickstarter as if it was their own. And oh. they started getting backers. And, of course, that person would never fulfill because Vinny's the one creating the book, right? Mm -hmm. So a few people contacted Kickstarter, including me, and said, you need to take it down. It's a fraud. Well, they said, well, that doesn't violate our terms of service. And I said, all right, listen, I'm a certified fraud examiner as because I've noted that this is fraud. If you won't take it down, I'm going to have to take another step. And they're like, hey, do what you got to do. I'm like, all right. So I contacted the Federal Trade Commission. And within three hours, they took it down. It's like, hmm, I wonder what prompted that. Dang. <laughs> but if they're, if they're that you know, nonchalant about allowing fraud to appear on their site. And then, like you said, the blockchains and all that, they're gatekeeping against certain people with certain political beliefs and all that. They put their own political beliefs under their own header on the on the page. They're doing so many things that, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that, that uh, is going to rail against them, but if they're going to do that, I'm uh, not interested. So I'm sticking with the Indiegogo. Yeah, for sure. And then 
there, there was some stuff going on uh, a few months back that Indiegogo announced that they were going to start running more like Kickstarter, where they were going to uh, have to approve like every single thing, and that got me worried to the to the fact that it's like all you guys you've already done it, but everybody actually needs to get like their own website up and running if something happens to crowdfunding to be able to do it through your own website instead of uh, a third party like IGG or any of the others. It would be a good idea to do, to do that. Yes, I still, as it stands right now, I still have confidence in IGG, but you're right. At any time, something could go wrong and then suddenly this platform wouldn't be available to us. So I think that it behooves many of us to have our own site and start, you know, dipping our toe in crowdfunding our own activities. Yeah, mm. I think I think it's a, a a smart way to go. I know a lot of people are talking about. It. I know Brian from Arisaga has been preaching. Right. Yep. You know, get a, get a website. You know, sell everything you do through the campaign, and then afterwards, you put everything to the website for like. You over order. You're going to over order a certain percentage, anyhow. Right. With with conventions being back, you're going to want to, you know, show up and get into Artist Alley, uh, and and hopefully uh, get some more fans th through the conventions, and be you want to be able to sell uh, if you keep your uh, Indiegogo open as a as a storefront afterwards, mm -hmm. plus your website, and it just it just makes sense. It's yeah, like one, not, that's not one thing. Any money on the on the table, you know. Yeah, that's one of the things I haven't done yet is like try to make a, a website because, well, just because I haven't yet. But uh, I think I'd want to lean more into doing the conventions rather than get a website after Indiegogo, just because I like the interactions with people and being able to tell them upfront what it's about and you know how they like enjoy comics, how I enjoy <laughs> comics, and. Just that camaraderie that builds up after being at a convention. You get to go have a beer with them afterwards and just talk shit and you know have fun. I think the I think the convention scene would be more of me than a website, but I can see where you would definitely need one if that happens with Indiegogo. I'm gonna try and trust that it doesn't happen with Indiegogo, but you know it could it could change. But it could it crossed. could it could change because uh, a lot of companies are uh, you know succumbing to pressure of uh other influences around the globe so yes being coerced <laughs> yeah i i just think it's a good idea because then you can just sell direct after the fact sure well so i think you, I you just, could actually I do both I, at the same time jake yeah you could have uh the website up still go to conventions to have the personal interaction that you're talking about and then as the conventions end you can tell people or give them a business card that has your website on it and they can come back anytime and get your stuff if they don't see you at the next convention i'll have to look into it i definitely will and then it sounds have, fun then you put the little qr code from from your link tree or something up in the corner yeah definitely Oh, thank you. Most definitely. I'd have to I'd have to probably pay somebody to like create the website for me, but I would definitely do it. <laughs> or you could have your comics appear on somebody else's website if you happen to know somebody who has one. Oh, yeah. right. you know somebody that would do that for me, Dojo? <laughs> you know, I just might. <laughs> you know, if you know, bro, if, if you hold 
if you hold B row so uh, Brian can slap him around a little more, you know, he might pick <laughs> you up. Oh, man, you're starting to put me in the middle of two guys I really admire and have, have befriended. Oh, man. I got I got oh, confused man. when uh, you mentioned uh, B Rose's book because uh, I'm so used to everybody just calling it Sarah's bum, right? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> as you can see on uh, Joe uh, Sontag's uh, variant cover, you get to see Sarah's bum pretty well. Oh, you know that's, <laughs> that's not right. Bad. Janice Hardy's Healing Wars. Yes, book one. So uh, it just sounds fun. You got you got twenty two backers, twenty five days to go, seven uh, percent out of your ten thousand dollar goal, and uh, tell us a, tell us a little something about the book that's going to make us want to uh, jump on this today. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people look at that $10,000 goal and think that's a little bit lofty. But what this is, is this is a, an opportunity that um, few have. And that is I got in touch with this author of the, it's an award-winning trilogy called The Shifter. Or it's sorry, it's called The Healing Wars. The first book is called The Shifter. And The Healing Wars is a really cool concept where uh, Janice Hardy said, you know, what can I do with, with you know, something unconventional? You, when you think of healing, you don't think of people using it as a weapon or using it to create weapons. And she's done exactly that. She's, she's considered what if somebody could take pain from a person and push it into a metal, and then that metal could be crafted into axes and swords and knives and things like that, such that when you deliver a blow with that weapon, it doesn't just do its normal cutting or or bludgeoning damage but it also inflicts the pain that was absorbed into it so there's that and the thing about naya the main character is she can't actually push the pain into the metal she can only transfer pain from one person to another so her skill is flawed and what she's worried about uh her nation has been overrun by an enemy occupying army and if they find out she can do that they're going to weaponize her against her own people so she's on the run constantly then her sister goes missing missing and uh, it really throws her into what everybody is familiar with as the hero's journey. Um, she comes from meager beginnings. She's a an orphan on the run. And then she finds out that her, her destiny, of course, through the course of these three novels, is much greater than that. So the, the plan for this is to have um, two graphic novels represent each of the novels. So it's going to be a six-issue series. And each one's going to be you know, 70 pages. And... Um, Unfortunately, this one's not yet done. I know a lot of people are getting their books done before they launch, but I, I actually need the crowdfunding to pay for this, and that's why there's such a lofty goal. But um, in addition to the license to the author, of course, I've got to pay my artist, my colorist, and my letterer because I'm hashtag just a writer. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. I know that right, one all right. too well. <laughs> So, um, yeah, the Grand Duke of Basir tier right there on the right gets you two copies of the book, two copies of the coloring book. You get the set of chibi stickers, but also you get uh, a tier called You Are a Shifter. So on that, we'll ask you to present a full body picture of yourself and you will be uh, immortalized on a print beside Naya and both of you will be exhibiting the power of a shifter. Do you want a nude picture? Uh, I don't, but I know somebody that might want yours. <laughs> Bero says he likes it when you tuck it. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. You probably weren't supposed to reveal that, but okay. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. 
<laughs> that's awesome. That, that's cool. That's that's different too, because I know there's there's it's really popular to get yourself drawn into a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know uh, Sugar Chris likes to get himself killed in a comic. Right. And we're just waiting for him to fulfill that. You know what? In in uh, Aerith Tape 3, I actually killed B-Rose. Oh, that's awesome. I'm the big bad named Vidmantis, and then he's a character, and I I take him out in Aerith Tape 3. <laughs> and he's hey, gonna take him out you can buy Deanna of a fancy coffee. That's right. Yeah, she's very supportive. Uh, we dated in 10th grade, and she knew I was a comic book collector then, and still she came back to me years later, many years later, and uh, she said, I knew you'd still be collecting. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds rule the world. That's awesome. Yep. I, I, I remember uh, when uh, Graham Nolan was launching uh, the Chinoo, he changed mm-hmm. that first tier where you can uh, pledge $10 just to just to help out the campaign, right? It basically like a tip. He changed that to buy grandma beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I go, I'll never forget that. That's great. I go now, you know. I like the coffee idea. I like me. Some <laughs> I'm drinking coffee right now. So, and uh, the physical copy of the shifter, seventy pages, uh, estimated shipping will be in October. Right. It's it's going to be perfect bound full color and um this here will be a soft cover and it'll be the first of six and uh you know, 70 pages for just 25 dollars. that's a pretty good deal yeah i i like the fact that most of these books come coming out of uh cg and in the indie community are like they're they're thick yeah i like them, I like them thick so that tier there refers to what you were saying, where it's a drawn-in tier. You can be a soldier, a citizen, or one of the healers, depending on what you prefer. And just so you know, the soldiers are the bad guys. Some people prefer being the bad guys. I know that uh, Jake said that not too long ago. He's like, yeah, make me a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, man. I might see my person get my head cut off or anything like that. You do it. <laughs> move the move the show and story forward. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, know, I know lots of wrestlers that... Uh... Just love turning heel. It's always right. fun to play the bad guy. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then, of course, I have a retailer tier because this this is an all ages book. You can you could buy this and put it on your shelves with confidence that any age picks it up. It'd be okay for them to have a look at it. Naya is in her teens, and she goes through the hero's journey from that point forward. Uh, there's going to be nothing inappropriate in these books. Uh, it's not necessarily written for children, but kids can look at it. You know, it's it's all ages. Cool. Very good. We need more books like that. Yeah. Shadowpunk says, love the artwork. Who's the artist? Is it Dojo or Bionic Bra? Oh, actually, it's neither of us. The artist is Zilson Costa out of Brazil. He yeah. did uh, Siamese 3 and 4, and um, he's he's prolific. He's a very fast artist, so that's why I'm confident that once this book gets backed, we'll have no problems uh, achieving fulfillment when I say we will. He's he's really that quick. And he and I have such a great rapport. Uh, that page that you've got there on the left, if you scroll up just a little bit, you'll see the beginning of her day. I had told him what I'd like her to do is go from merchant to merchant looking for a job. Like I said, she's an orphan and she's barely making it. So she does that each morning and all of these guys are refusing her business because they've already got somebody that they hired for the day. 
And Zilson said, you know, if this is like the pieces of her morning, I'm going to make it look like a puzzle. And he did a great job. It was a brilliant idea. And he yeah. does that kind of thing, not the puzzle necessarily, but he has that kind of storytelling in uh, many of the pages that he turns in. Yeah, I love really that page. Art. I love the colors in this book, too. Yeah, the, the colorist is H.G. Tobalina out of Spain. Um, and she does a wonderful job of getting the mooding and the and the, the lighting and it's just it's really good that panel with the boat had to have taken forever that is insane oh, oh the yeah. detail yeah you're right yes the river boat yeah that is beautiful and you Reminds see a lot of, of, the one of a kind uh card sketch too that's good yeah somebody snapped that and in fact the first person who backed bought that that's cool. so uh, Lord Ravener was the first backer. He got that one of a kind, nice. one of a kind sketch card, and he also got, of course, a copy of the book with that. I'd turn that into maybe like a poster or something, man, because that's that's pretty beautiful. If the detail stays at that, I don't know what if he does four hundred DPI or what for his for his pages, but I'd put that up on a wall. Are you talking about the sketch card or the uh, the riverboat? The riverboat. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that would make a. That would make a nice, like, alternate wraparound cover. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Just, just throwing it out there. <laughs> and you can see here, guys, the two riverboats have a collision. <laughs> so she, she jumps in the water to help folks. <laughs> just as oh, we're man. admiring the, the art of the riverboat. Yeah. <laughs> They're hey, guys, those. Jake likes it. Let's sink it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, oh. And one oh. of the things about this scene here, when she jumps in the water to help people, a pain merchant notices what she can do, and that complicates her life quite a bit. Mm. Oh, yeah, she's been found out. Right. And the bonus homage print that we were talking about earlier. Right, there's the homage. And then uh, beneath that, there is... Um, some more detail. We don't need to go through the tiers again, but if you want to skip past those, we can look at the add-ons and the stretch goals. Oh, wait, you know, stop at that sketch. I mean, I know it's not available anymore, but if you look at the uh, the gift there, you can see that her eyes, her lips, and her power are all like gloss. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man, that's like having UV coating on a card. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was thrilled when Dave said that, yeah. So there's the drawn in tier. Here okay, so here's the add-on. So uh, I found a, a chibi artist named Alex Thomas, who um, Thompson, sorry, who does a great job on these. I mean, uh, he can take even a robot and make it like a cute chibi. So I know a lot of folks uh, do like stickers. And if you just said, no, I don't, you're lying. Um, <laughs> I'm just out of places to put them. <laughs> um and then the other add-on, if you will, is a coloring book. So this one here, um, it, it may be those pictures. It may be others, depending on the pages that come in. But um, it's going to be 24 pages. And um, I think it'll be fun. If somebody has, you know, grandkids or, or nieces or nephews or something like that, this will definitely be something fun that they can refer to the comic book for to get the right colors or, I don't know, choose their own. And bro and I want the coloring book. <laughs> yeah, I do. 
but my kid's not going to touch it until he learns how to stay in the lines. <laughs> well, I sometimes have problems with that myself. Uh, <laughs> the jitters from all the coffee. <laughs> right. I, I would I would love to uh, take a crack at coloring page six there. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And you are a shifter print. Yep. So this one here, you can only 50. Right. You can get it in that uh, the Grand Duke of Basir tier, but you can also get it as a separate tier if you like. And that's, again, you know, where you're drawn in next to her as one of the shifters. Yeah, they'd have I'd have to Photoshop myself. So I'm a lot skinnier than I am. <laughs> I wouldn't fit on the page. <laughs> that's up to you <laughs> then uh for the stretch goals um i didn't put dollar amounts on there i i did originally have dollar amounts on there but i was advised by a few folks not to do that mm. so the first thing will be a painted pinup that's related to the shifter that'll be the first stretch goal the the next one is um an ash can that's all about the making of the shifter. So lots of behind the scenes sketches uh, as the characters were created and their, their progression through, you know, the, the various edits. Mm -hmm. And then there's, I think there's another couple stretch goals. Yeah. There's some more down there. Yep. So a challenge coin is another one. I, I issued a, a challenge coin with Siamese and, um, mm -hmm. That one there was a stretch goal as well, and I thought they turned out beautifully. So, and they're they're substantial too; they're nice and heavy. So, I'm definitely going to have one for each of my campaigns. I just love those things. Oh, I've been collecting them now. Yep, same here. I got mine right over there on my uh, on my sofa piece where I read my comics. Oh, okay, cool. And then the fourth stretch goal. Uh, if you scroll up just a little bit more, it's a metal trading card. Whoop! Nope, we oh. went right by it. <laughs> right. Right there at the bottom. So it's going to be a metal trading card once we reach uh, that level. Nice. Metal trading card. Challenge coin. Behind the scenes. Painted pinup. That's some good stuff going on there. Indeed. I hope we get to them because I'd really like everybody to get their hands on these. Oh, for sure. Now... Let's take a look at the bro. Yeah, let's see what he's got. <laughs> oh, hang on. Somebody's crying. I'll be right back. Well, it's not me. <laughs> he's a new daddy, so he's got uh, oh, he's got yeah. daddy duties. Yep. I remember those days. Yeah, D and I raised five boys, so those days were quite a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> All of them are grown and gone, though, so... Okay. Uh, Shadowpunk wants to know if you can describe a metal trading card. Describe it? It's the same size as a trading card that you would get like in a collectible card game or a baseball card, etc. But they are sublimated or, yeah, sublimated. That's what it's called. Sublimated onto metal. So it looks like a little uh, mirror with your uh, graphics on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a few I can show off. Uh, so on a Cobalt Atlantis Thrashing, I had this one available to... Uh, the mailing list, if you signed up early on the mailing list, this is what you got if you backed a physical. And it was done by Phoenix Animation. So it takes your picture and they sublimate it onto the actual metal sheet. 
and it's beautiful. I love these things. Nice. You know, and anytime we something shiny comes, ooh, shiny. Oh, what yeah. What are you doing? I was crossing the street. What's the last thing you remember? <laughs> a truck. <laughs> oh, man. So here we are. Cobalt death stalks us. Yes. 36 backers, 55 days, 52% of your $3,000 goal. Yeah. Halfway there. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I didn't know we were doing karaoke tonight. I'm not prepared at all. Yeah, you're right. That's that's for Global Frequencies channel. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they, they stopped doing that because it was just me singing the asshole song every week. Oh. So That was still beautiful. Well, you know, <laughs> Mo Biggs gave me high praise that I was I, – I did, I did justice to that song opposed to uh, Dark Gift. So uh, I get you. So we have uh, Digital Fragment 2.0, which is a digital copy of the new book. Yes. Uh, and that's on sale for $15. Mm-hmm. Uh, the digital one, by the way, uh, is the Australian variant. <laughs> Shit, I should have put that as the name of the tier. That is awesome. Right, Bancroft? Right, right? <laughs> God, that is brilliant. I'm using that next round. <laughs> and then uh, the the physical copy is also on sale 16% off uh, for $25. Oh, uh, this you, is the you get digital the, copies. You get digital yeah, copies. Yeah, this is the digital. So if you in, in case you missed it, that's the ICYMI. In case you missed it, you get uh, issue one and two in digital for 25 Very cool. And the physical fight. This is the there one you need. From here on down, these are the ones you need to back along with uh, Dojo's Physical Tears to get that awesome print. Yes. That you are going to want to mail around to every creator around the world. That's on <laughs> it will be the most expensive print you ever get. <laughs> right? You know, just, just from getting it back, you know, from overseas. You know, it's like $137 to, sh right. to ship it to area to have him sign it. you like, it's cheaper to fly him over here than it is to send stuff to him. Right. Some physical fight, uh, $25. How many? It, and it's 32 pages. Yes. Yes. I understand the pricing. That's why I throw in a nice little chibi sticker to go along with it. Yeah. We're going to uh, seduce you with the chibi yes. of cobalt. That's right. Look how cute it is. Must Look have, at Must have the chibi. Uh, the be, be vigilant. Uh-huh. Be vigilant. Copy. Yep. Yeah, go Physical ahead. Go ahead. Take it away. This is yours. I'm, I shouldn't. Oh, okay. Anything. No, you're good. Be vigilant at $40 is the physical copy, a chibi sticker, and a 16 by 20 poster of uh the splash page from atlantis thrashing so the blast splash page is at the very bottom of this of the uh, campaign you can look at it later if you want but it is cobalt overlooking uh the street corner of uh where engages where the thrasher gang uh holds down their business so uh, all the neons and colors and how rough and edgy and gritty uh atlanta looks in this shot it's just beautiful. That art is by Erwin Arosa. He's back for this issue also. And uh, fantastic art. I highly recommend it. Very cool. 
Dojo, were you about to say something? Oh, okay. Uh, this is the physical, in case you missed it, tier. So, again, just like the digital, you'll get uh, issue one and two. And then, of course, the chibi sticker along with those copies. Yeah, and it saves you $5 off the uh, the copy of number one. Yeah, I don't know why they make it to where you got to like put in a retail price for it or whatever. It's insane to me. So I was just like, you, yeah, okay, there. You know what? You can skip that if you want. Oh, you can? Yep. I had no idea. I'm going to skip it. <laughs> the master will teach you later. That's right. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> Miyagi Dojo. <laughs> now that is a chibi character right there. <laughs> Take my hand is $100. Of course, you get the physical copy of Death Stalks Us, the chibi sticker. But you also get one full page for an ad. Uh, hopefully, it's one of your comics that you're working on. But you get an ad space page for your campaign. Can it be or, an upcoming campaign? Yes. Hmm. I would hope it'd be an upcoming campaign because by the time that this book is ready to go out, I'm kind of hoping that you'll be ready to be on your campaign run doing all of your promoting on other channels. It's what I did with uh, Global Frequency, with Nefarious, with uh, Mavericks. So he took out a, a, the back a panel right here on the back of my of Atlantis Thrashing. So go back, Mavericks. <laughs> I did. I'm just waiting for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I got I got everything. Yeah, I got his. Uh, uh, big box of goodies, and I can't wait to get those dog tags. I got, I got the big box, and I got the merch box because I want to read all the all the background information on his world build for that. Yep. Dave McKean, also Mike Grell when he did uh, the long bow hunters on uh, Green Arrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I that, love that character, Shadow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shadow's badass, man. I've got, I sent for archers for some reason. I don't know why that is. I just, I really like the archer characters. Yeah. Uh, do you have a scarlet looking one, do you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I can send you the yeah. link to that campaign too. That's up. That's live. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yes. Toro Tales. Right. But uh, the last uh, tier is the name's Cobalt. Named after the last uh, $100 tier on the last campaign. But $100 here will get you the physical copy of Cobalt Death Stalks Us, a 16 by 20 poster, the metal uh, 16 by 20 poster, uh, metal print done by uh, Adam Miller, the chibi sticker, and yeah. So the metal print uh, was by Adam Miller. He's a new rising artist in the CG community. And uh, I was one of the first ones to purchase uh, a piece from him, and it's uh, right here. So this is Cobalt in front of Hell's Playground in Atlanta. Oh, shiny. I can see myself on your reflection. Hey. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> again, done by Phoenix Animation. But this is another 12 by 18 metal print. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. 
down here. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Yeah, he did a great job. He's done some art for uh, the Thin Blue Line for Mike Barron. Oh, he yeah. also did a Shotgun Samurai piece for Quaff. Uh, cool. I believe he did one for Rage Tality, I, I think. Or was it a different character? I don't, I don't remember, but his the painterly art just gets me every time. Max Bertolini, the cover for Atlantis Thrashing, he does a very painterly art style. And anytime I see it and, it and it looks badass, I immediately jump on it just because I love the realistic painterly art. What up, Shadow Punk? Pictures. It it's got like that old school feel to the to the look of the art too. Yeah. It's a close up of the chibi. So that chibi is different from the one that you'll be getting uh, with the physical backings. That was actually for the mailing list. So if you were on the mailing list and you backed physical, you're going to get a 6 a.m. chibi style uh, art of cobalt as a magnet. So these little bastards are oh, magnets. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. My old magnet. The whole front of my fridge is covered in comic book magnets. So, yeah. Oh, man. I thought it was brilliant. I always have to put stuff up on the fridge to remind me of stupid shit and i was just like i want to enjoy looking at this <laughs> yeah i don't want to just enjoy what's inside and this is a, <laughs> a close yeah right this is just this is this is that poster you were talking about yes yeah that is absolutely beautiful just the colors on this is like you know yeah. it's yeah. you know if nobody knew you know this just screams like a little bit of cyberpunk to me Right, yeah. So uh, I'm not going to lie. Star Circuit is way more cyberpunk than I am, as mm -hmm. it will be Cerebrum. But mine's very much in the developmental stages of cyberpunk. So we're on the outskirts right now of Atlanta. But once you get in the middle of Atlanta, you're going to be seeing a, a lot more clean, but a lot more uh, tech forward. Oh, yeah. Just... Just the kind of like how it is now. Yeah, it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that just came out so great. Yeah. Cool. That's appreciate cool. it. Yes. Cool enough for you to back it. <laughs> uh, one would hope so. <laughs> and uh, we want to. We want to throw up uh somebody might have another campaign up too right yeah if you got know? time oh i got sure time. yeah i i also uh think that we should watch his uh video and cobalt's video oh Does yeah the trailers video yeah do you, it does. do you have a trailer okay uh, yeah we, we watch got... three trailers then we, we will watch three trailers <laughs> awesome We'll save, we'll save the movies to the end. Everybody get your popcorn ready. There we go. Here we are. All right, Tor Toro Tales. Yeah, let, let's let the trailer talk for it first. Okay, let's go.
the Toro Tales trade paperback brings together the inaugural chapters of some of Gojo Kun Comics' greatest characters. Characters like Sakura, Bot 42, Sovereign, Lone Shark, Sparrow, Nightmist, The Scarlet Archer, The Canadian Shield, and Halea and Andi, aka H2O. Featuring art by five different writers, nine artists, seven colorists, and five letterers, this graphic novel will be 88 pages of superhero excitement. We've been publishing comics for six years now and funded and fulfilled Siamese. The first 100 backers receive a free BD buddy of Canadian Shield. Back with confidence and back us. Only on Indiegogo. Oh, that's cool. I want a toy. There's still a chance to get those, too. The first 100 backers of a physical tier will get that. So, uh, How'd you even come up with that? What What are those? Because it looked like magnets, but are they, what are they, connects? or? They are actually little beads that are strung together with metal, uh, like a like a pipe cleaner kind of metal, you know, the inside right. of a pipe cleaner. And somebody is going to hand put those uh, BD buddies together. So he'll he'll be doing a hundred of them. He he had a booth at a at a craft show that I went to with my wife, and um, yeah. you know I was looking around, she was looking at her things, and I saw that he was doing the mainstream superheroes in the BD Buddy form. So I went over there to just take a look at him, and I said, "Would you be willing to do these for an independent comic creator?" He said, "Heck yeah! What have you got?" So so those are available at Canadian Shield. That's wicked. And there's only two days left. Yeah, if we don't get to our goal, though, I will extend it to the next 30 days. Okay, cool. Okay, I see what you did. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. All right. Yeah, you, you, you got you to, gotta, you know, use their own weapons against them sometimes. Right. <laughs> so this one is a hardcover tier. That's nice. There is a hardcover tier. That one there is a cover featured by The Art of Puro. It's a married couple in Italy. Uh, he is the line artist and she does the colors. And that, of course, that main character is Sakura. Yep. I can the cover by them fine, fine thighs, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> the main cover is uh, uh, by Eric Ninotowski, and he'll be doing an homage cover to um, it's it's a West Coast Avengers variant of Amazing Spider-Man number two ninety seven that he'll be doing the homage for. But the reason it's perfect is it's got ten characters on it, so he's going to be doing the ten characters that are debuting in Tourou Tales number one. This one. As opposed to Shifter, it's 88 pages, also perfect bound, full color, and this one's complete. So this one here, nice. as soon as the uh, as soon as the chachis come in, any of the add-ons and etc., this one will go out. It's ready to go. I love so how the, most of your sorry. I love how most of your characters have something going on with like making the shoulders bigger or more defined, like Canadian Scarlet and uh, Sakura. They have like padding and stuff. I I feel like all characters need to go back to like big shoulders. I love that <laughs> idea. So it's a '90s thing. Yeah, I love it too. Yeah. Just don't let Rob Liefeld know. <laughs> right. We don't want him to know he was right. Just get the angles right, and you'll be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, as, as long as long as you don't draw draw the Canadian Shield with like you know a size triple D pack, you'll be okay. <laughs> right. So you can get the digital uh, of this for $15. Right. Physical copy for 25 
retailer tier is that uh 10 copies for two and a quarter right yep so 25 dollars off on that oh yeah good plenty of room so there's some uh sample art over there because you know it's different artists bot 42 is the first one here's sakura fighting some ninjas uh beneath that is um beneath that is a painting line <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh making me go back up <laughs> you can see where my mind goes he's like wait what did i miss <laughs> uh this is lone shark and then the last one uh on this page here as a example of the art is sovereign nice very cool so there's another shot of the bd buddy with his shield and his hammer. That's just a cool desk toy. Yeah, isn't it? And the the last piece there at the bottom of the of the legs are metal, so that will stand better. Nice. Oh yeah, I see it. Very Good cool. little gravity going on. Right. And of course, as always, by Deanna, a fancy coffee. Right. She still loves her coffee. Uh, there's the Australian variant, like you were talking about earlier. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's the graphic novel itself, $25 for 88 pages. Limited edition to just 50 copies of the hardcover by Art of Puro. That's beautiful. And then there's just a few add-ons. The add-ons are, uh, of course, a set of chibi stickers, nine stickers featuring all 10 characters. Uh, there's... Nine of them because Halia and Andine, H2O, are on the sticker together. They're twins. Oh. I, I, I think I have a thing for twins. I don't... <laughs> a little, little bit. A little bit. I, I like my water too, man. <laughs> man, one's enough for me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think I like Lone Shark's chibi the best. Those eyes. Yeah, the eyes do it. Bog's awesome. I love the idea of Bog. He just looks so unique. So this is a, uh, a supplemental ash can. This is an eight-page story. Uh, the art here is by, um, well, this art is by Gilbert Monsanto. He is a prolific pinup artist. The art for the interior of the ash can will be by Mike Salter, who did the art on uh, Siamese number one and two. Mm -hmm. um, he's a fine art portrait painter who is uh, delving a little bit into comic books and having a, a, a lot of fun doing it. He loves the character Bog. He's doing a great job of drawing it. And that one there is... Uh, I think there's only one more page to be turned in. So by the time this whole campaign is done, all of the art for both the, the trade paperback and the ash can will be completely done. Nice. Very cool. And then in case you missed Siamese, you have an opportunity to get a second printing of it. And this is the new cover that'll be on the second printing. Hello, nurse. <laughs> these these are drawn by these. <clears throat> I mean, th these two ladies are drawn by Sai Lim, who's an artist out of uh, New Zealand. Nice. Dojo just putting the entire planet to work on comics. <laughs> That's right. All right. <laughs> Globally. I gotta spread it around. So this one here will be a comic book size print of Bot 42's first appearance. If we get to that stretch goal, nice. the next stretch goal will be an acrylic keychain of uh, not only his uh, this character 
you know, uh, Bot 42, but also by the artist who created the character. It's Cy Lim, the same guy who did the Siamese cover. He created this character. And when I saw it on his website, I asked him if, if it's already in use, is it being published? And he said, no, it was just a little doodle I did. I'm like, really? Uh, I have an idea for him. Is that all right? And he's like, yeah, let's work together. So very cool. That's a hell of a doodle. I know, right? Yeah, right? That's, that's why I chuckled when I said it. Boy, I wish I could doodle that well. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, at 11,000, we'll have a fridge magnet. We were talking about magnets a little while ago. So that's a, a bloodied Bot 42. Uh, a, but that's not his blood. That's someone else's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, good. I was going to say that. Don't worry. It's not his. Some, no, no oil was spilled making this magnet. That's right. God, I was just about to make an oil change joke. <laughs> and then I ha I do have three more stretch goals selected, and they're ready to put up here on the page. But let's let's get to that step when we get there. Yeah, sure. one one step at a time. We have right. to uh, go to another. You gonna go to Cobalt and listen to that trailer now? Oh, we're gonna go to your trailer. Oh, okay. Okay. I should probably share the page first. <laughs> that would work. Um, See, so you can tell I just ran out of coffee. I need some coffee. Damn straight. Okay, here we go. Naya is an orphan with a rare gift. Others with this gift can take pain from a person and transfer it into the cobalt blue metal known as Pinvium. But Naya's gift is flawed. She can only transfer pain from one person to another. Orphaned on an island's nation occupied by a conquering enemy and trying to locate her missing sister, Naya has to make sure they don't find out or she'll be weaponized against her own people. Be sure to back Janice Hardy's The Healing Wars, Book 1, Part 1, The Shifter, from Dojo-kun Comics, only on Indiegogo. And she's actually a really nice uh, individual. Got to meet her on our launch night, and she's pretty cool. Oh, Janice Hardy? Yeah, isn't she yes. awesome? Yes. Yeah, sweetheart. I'm glad you were able to pick that up, man. That's that's hell. That's hell awesome. And now. And now, in a world. <laughs> in a world painted with neon. Yeah.
You know what, Jake? Seeing that uh, trailer reminded me. Did you see the shout-out that D-Way gave us the other night? He jumped out of his dumpster with a tonfa. Yes. And, and to- <laughs> that was awesome. Wasn't it? God. I'm just going to hire him to do all my promos from now on. <laughs> I got to get a clip of that because he really gave us a great shout-out. <laughs> yeah, right? So who did the the perspective trailers for both of you? Okay, so the first one for Toro Tales, the voiceover there was Lenore. She's uh, well-known in the uh, comics gay community, the gal with the pink hair. Um, the the voiceover for uh, the shifter was was literally the guy who comes on most movies and says, in a world. I, I hired him off of Fiverr. Oh, cool. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up again. He did a fantastic job. And then who did uh, your trailer? Uh, a young lady off of Fiverr, I believe she uh, lives in India. I I can't pronounce her name whatsoever, but I can give you the link to her if you're interested. <laughs> she did a great job, and that that one scene right at the very beginning where the light goes across your logo, yeah. that is so sharp. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, I didn't expect uh, half of what she did with it. It, it was phenomenal. So I showed her uh, Atlanta's Thrashing's uh, trailer to be like, could you kind of like mimic the style that Red Gaze did for the first trailer? And she was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I was like, all right, cool. She's going to mimic it. And then she was like, with, you know, so much more. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I'll be coming back. (laughs) Right. Yeah, she did an awesome job. Yeah, it came up, came up great. Did you provide her the music, or is that uh, from her selection too, Jake? Uh oh, did you like out? Oh, you did for a minute. You're back. Okay, all right. So uh, I actually got my own MP3 uh, theme song for Cobalt done, but that wasn't it. What she prepared with the music with the video did not add up very well with my uh, with the music that I have. My music was more dreary and lucid and very uh tech techno driven and uh but what she did and how she lined up uh her video she had it already prepped like that so i went with that one instead of my music um i actually have it and and could play it but it doesn't it doesn't match up to what she did on her own so okay i went i went with hers of course great the better choice yes in a world yeah well guys i want to thank you for uh for coming on uh and talking about uh your three projects because you know dojo's gonna one-up you because it's his first time on yet hey that's fine the the man is weathered and knows what the hell he's doing i will gladly bow out to him hmm. he called weathered. me weathered now he's got a different name for my age every time we get on a stream together <laughs> I'm, I'm like Weathered is rustic. Is, 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 uh, that a, is that supposed to be a nice way of saying bald? You're weathered. You're weathered. I meant it in the most respectful manner. I guess yeah. I'm weathered too. <laughs> you know what? There's only a few perfect heads in the world, and the rest he covered with hair. Yep, that's right. Thank you very much. And grass doesn't grow on a busy street either. Neither does cement. <laughs> Oh, I, I remember I remember years ago, uh, one Sunday morning, uh, my uncle was passed many years ago now. Uh, my mother was teasing him because he was he, he was uh, king of the comb over. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> you know, from the back to the front. Yep. 
was, uh, and my mother said, you know, uh, grass, don't worry, grass doesn't grow on a busy street. And he said, yeah, neither does <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and it's true. I have a little bit of grass and I have a little bit of cement. So I guess I'm doing okay. That's okay. So guys, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Really Dojo appreciate it. Fi- it's finally uh, good to uh, meet face-to-face. Yeah, it's good to meet you too. Thank you. You, you know, and uh, bro, you know, anytime. Right. I'm sure I'm sure I'll see you uh, interacting with stupid stuff I put up. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know it. We had uh, we had like sixty five degrees here in the northeast today, and uh, and tomorrow we're expecting four to twelve inches of snow. So, shit, shoot some of that stuff down to Tennessee, man. I'm tired of going to work. <laughs> I, I know it's supposed to sh- it's supposed to snow in Texas this week too, and I'm like, oh, I guess the state's closing down again. Yeah, all we get is rain, but as soon as we get a drop of just a little bit of ice, everybody's like, shut it down. I'm like, nobody's ever driven on. Ice, black ice before God. No, they're 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 not very well prepared for that. I mean, I was a kid when up here we got the blizzard of '78. Yep. And man, three days later we were walking to school. It looked like we were like marching through tunnels on on you know ice planet hot. <laughs> it, it was great. You had to walk. You didn't ride your tauntaun to school. <laughs> no, I wasn't allowed to call my friend's sister a tauntaun. He beat me up. <laughs> but gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Don't don't forget. Uh, all the links are in are in the chat. Also, uh, the link for Dojo's uh, new camp newer campaign and uh, Bionic Bros campaign are in the uh, show notes, either up above or down below. And where you can reach them on Twitter, of course, is there too. Uh, please follow them and uh, keep up with them and, and back these books. Yeah, please do. Yeah, right there. It's right hey, there. the chat. <laughs> Appreciate it, Will. Guys, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Have a great night. Bow. Bow. Bow.